Welcome back to Return to Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Curry. If you haven't yet listened to our previous episode, please make sure you go back and give it a listen. It's called Don't Forget to Remember. That's episode 13 on Return to Truth. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining me today. If you've been here before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the truth and for wanting to come back for more. We are just getting started here. There are so many more truths coming your way. I have barely even touched on the topics that need to be addressed and discussed further. So stay tuned. Okay, to get you up to speed on where we are at, the past four episodes, we have been discussing the Ten Commandments. We have been in a way deep diving from a high level into each one, touching the surface of God's holy law. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode nine, Trust and Obey, to fully understand why we keep the commandments of God, not to be saved, but because we are saved. As always, before we begin any episode, we need to ask God to open our eyes so we can effectively break down any barriers that keep us from understanding His Word further. This part is crucial. Always take it before God and pray for His Holy Spirit to guide you through and ask that His will be done. If it's not in the Bible, then it's not for us. So I encourage you to read through and study and test these words back to the Scriptures as God leads you. So with that being said, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise your name for the ability to honor those who have cared for us, who have blessed us, who have raised us. Father, we know that you have sent them to guide, to teach, and to direct. We ask now that you help us to continue to honor those in our lives as you have commanded us, and ultimately honor you in the process. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. The title of today's episode is An Enduring Honor. Commandment number five is up next, so let's jump right in. Exodus chapter 20 verse 12 reads this, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So let's start. Did you know the word honor is mentioned 355 times in the scriptures? With that being said, I think we need to identify what the word honor means. Merriam-Webster describes this as to regard or treat someone with admiration and respect. To regard or treat with honor means to give special recognition to. So we see here the words respect, admiration, and recognition. All these things sum up the way we are to treat those who raised us, who brought us up. Sometimes a better way to understand the word honor is to look at the opposite of the word. And that word is dishonor. Again, Merriam-Webster describes it as to treat in a degrading manner, to bring shame on a cause of disgrace. The words shame and to degrade and disgrace ring out aloud here. It's these very things that tear down homes, families, and the love of God. We see in the Word of God that the word honor is repeated in many different ways for many different types of people and things that God wants you to honor. If we look at John chapter 5, verse 23, it says to honor Jesus. In Exodus chapter 20, verses 12, we have honor of parents. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, we have honor of marriage. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 10, honor of fellow believers. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, honor of the elderly, women, and widows. And 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 through 18, and 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 17, church leaders and government rulers. We see even Jesus himself spoke about this very thing. Matthew chapter 15, verse 4 says this, For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let it be put to death. The children are heritage to the parents, and likewise the parents are property to the children. This is one of the first commandments that we teach our little children. Yet we seem to forget that it applies also to us grown-ups as well. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And this is where it starts. It starts in the home, the exact point of contact with them. As adults, even as children, this is something we need to ingrain within our minds and theirs. As we raise our children to be like Christ, they will retain what's needed as they walk further into adulthood. With that said, remember what we spoke about in episode 7. You are a walking billboard. Yes, even unto your children. The difference is they will retain what you do and practice your every move. A child is a reflection of their parents, and we should reflect the character of God so our children will honor us. So as we look further into this commandment, we see that there is indeed a blessing and a powerful promise. We read that the days of the obedient would be long upon the land. What this means is life would be lived more abundantly and with added health, long life, and comfort if you keep this commandment. Bible commentary on this explains it in five different points. It says that the fifth commandment concerns the duties we owe to our relations. Those of children to their parents are alone specified. Honor thy father and thy mother, which includes this. Number one, a decent respect to their persons, an inward esteem of them outwardly expressed upon all occasions in our conduct towards them. Fear them. That's Leviticus 19 verse 3. Give them reverence, Hebrews 12, verse 9. The contrary to this is mocking at them and despising them. That's Proverbs verses 17 in chapter 30. Number two, obedience to their lawful commands. So it is expounded in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents. Come when they call you. Go where they send you. Do what they bid you. Refrain from what they forbid you, and this as children cheerfully and from a principle of love. Though you have said, We will not yet afterwards repent and obey. That's Matthew 21 29. Number three, submission to their rebukes, instructions, and corrections, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward, out of conscience towards God. Number four, Disposing of themselves with the advice, direction, and consent of parents, not alienating their property, but with their approbation. Number five, endeavoring in everything to be the comfort of their parents and to make their old age easy to them. 
maintaining them if they stand in need of support, which our Savior makes to be particularly intended in this commandment. Matthew 15, verses 4 through 6. The reason annexed to this commandment is a promise, that the days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Discussing this in regards to the Israelites, it says, Having mentioned in the preface to the commandments, has bringing them out of Egypt as a reason for their obedience. He here, in the beginning of the second table, mentions his bringing them into Canaan as another reason, that good land they must have upon their thoughts and in their eye, now that they were in the wilderness. It goes on to say, they must also remember when they came to that land, that they were upon their good behavior, and that if they did not conduct themselves well, their days should be shortened in that land, both the days of particular persons who should be cut off from it, and the days of their nation which should be removed out of it. But here a long life in that good land is promised, particularly to obedient children. Those that do their duty to their parents are most likely to have the comfort of that which their parents gather for them and leave to them. Those that support their parents shall find that God, the common Father, will support them. This promise is expounded in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 3, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Those who in conscience towards God keep this and the rest of God's commandments, may be sure that it shall be well with them, and that they shall live as long on the earth as infinite wisdom sees good for them, and that what they may seem to be cut short of on the earth shall be abundantly made upon eternal life, the heavenly Canaan which God will give them. With all that said, honoring our parents is one way that we honor and love God. Keeping the fifth commandment is part of the Christian's call to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. It all ties into this. In doing so, this will lead into a peaceful and happy relationship with God and your parents. So what does God require in the fifth commandment? It is said that in honoring this commandment, you will show all honor, love, and fidelity to my father and mother and all in authority over me and submit myself to their good instruction and correction with due obedience, and also patiently bear with their weakness and infirmities, since it pleases God to govern us by their hand. From the book, My Life Today, we read that parents are entitled to a degree of love and respect which is due to no other person. The fifth commandment requires children not only to yield respect, submission, and obedience to their parents, but also to give them love and tenderness, to lighten their cares, to guard their reputation, and to secure and comfort them in their old age. So as we dig deeper into the Word of God, we read that your parents are to be taken care of in their old age. You are to assist them when possible, as much as you can. You don't just get to forget about them and walk away. They were there for you, now be there for them. We read of a dispute going on in Matthew chapter 15, verses 5-9, through 9, which says, But you say, and this is Jesus talking, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he need not honor his father or mother. 
Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. What's happening here in this verse is we are seeing the scribes and Pharisees trying to get out of keeping the commandment by claiming they dedicated funds to the Lord in their parents' name. They are saying, I'm leaving everything to the temple when I'm gone, so I can't take care of them now because it all belongs to the Lord. They took a vow, but not a vow of God, but a vow of men. And in doing so, they have made the commandment of no effect, causing them to dishonor not only their parents, but also God. Breaking this down further, taking care of your parents is a priority and should not be neglected by a hypocritical offering to the church. So as we read further into this, I have some more commentary on this commandment. It says, we see that for a considerable time, parents stand as it were in the place of God to their children. And therefore, rebellion against their lawful commands has been considered as rebellion against God. This precept, therefore, prohibits not only all injurious acts, irreverent and unkind speeches to parents, but enjoins all necessary acts of kindness, respect, and obedience. With that said, honoring our parents doesn't stop when we turn 18 and move out on our own. It is a lifelong commitment. It is a lifelong commandment. Really, it's all rooted in one thing, love, and love equals self-denial, kindness, and compassion. Here are some scriptures that show us what honoring our father and mother mean. Number one, hear my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teachings. That's Proverbs chapter one, verse eight. Number two, listen to your fathers who gave you life. And do not despise your mother when she is old. That's Proverbs 23, verses 22. Number three, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. So let's stop here for a moment and address this part. However, keep in mind that these verses do not command us to do something sinful at the request of our parents. Our obedience is first and foremost to God and his honor. But in honoring God, you will honor your parents. As we just read, obey your parents in the Lord. Key words here are in the Lord, meaning put Christ first in your obedience to them. Never do anything that contradicts the word of God by their request, but do everything for them in the will of God. With that said, I say this aloud and for each and every commandment. Don't compromise on any of them. Do not compromise your witness. They are a witness to you and you to them. But you know, it also goes both ways here. As Paul explains, it says, Fathers or mothers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. In other words, respect goes both ways. And sometimes we need space, sometimes we need a moment to breathe, and sometimes what happens, parents can continue to control and hold on as if you were still a child in their very home. This happens and it can cause issues within the home, the relationships with them, 
their witness and relationship with God. There is a time and a place. There is a way and a perfect balance. So I ask that you pray about it and find if this is something you have and if you feel that you are in this boat. We read here that our loving God and Creator has given unto us, as parents, authority over our own children. However, to abuse one's children is to abuse the authority God has given and abuse God. Parents are given to their children for their instruction, guidance, and protection to train them up in a way that commands of God. You are a caretaker, a witness, even to them. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7 says this, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. It also says here, Any behaviors that goes against this God-given role is an abuse of such authority and a complete corruption of what God intended to be for the good of the children. Parents give us life then they give us their life. There's a quote that says, treat your parents the way you would like to be treated by your children. You see, you only have one set of parents. They're the reason you are here. They alone gave you everything you have when you really think about it. Don't forget them. Don't give up on them. There is a reason this is a commandment with a blessing. You see, when you give, God gives. It was Calvin Coolidge who once said, no person was ever honored for what he received. Honor has been the reward for what he gave. So what have you given back to your parents? So let's dive a bit deeper into this. Take a look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. It says, Then God said, Let's make man in our own image, according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. But what happens next? Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. So, you know, we all know the story here by heart. Did Adam and Eve honor God when they did this horrible thing? No, of course not. They directly disobeyed God, and look what happened. Because of one selfish act of dishonor, we have now lost our place among God, and we were deemed to be outcast because of our sin. Disobedience is a form of dishonor. Because of this, we see, and just like a parent that God is, He continues to give. He continues to yearn for us and care for us. And He knew He couldn't allow things to stay the way that they were. So what did He do? He gave His only Son to redeem us from our error, from our sins, and from our dishonor to Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's John chapter 3, verse 16. Now, I've been using parents in a broad way here. That's because it's whoever cared for you, whoever gave you their time and dedication, it is basically whoever gave you their knowledge. It's whoever gave you their life. This whole thing makes me think of one true parent. One parent that gave us everything we have. A father who literally laid down his own life for yours. He gave everything so we could have everything. 
With that being said, I think to fully understand what honor really means, we need to look at the death of Jesus. You know, I feel compelled to bring this into attention. And the reason why, well, I'll explain here in a little bit, but I think we should read through Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 12. It says, and this is Isaiah talking about Jesus here, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. How beautiful of a thing when you see the message behind this. Jesus was obedient to God and honored his heavenly Father, even unto death. He honored God in his death on Calvary. He honored God in his burial within the tomb. And he honored God in his resurrection. Best of all, he did all of this in honor of you. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. Don't forget to then comment and rate because I want to hear from you. And please share this podcast as much as you can. New episodes drop in every single Monday. So remember to stay tuned for our next episode as we return to truth.